You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 240. Spirit, soul, and body. How healthy are you? I recently had the opportunity to speak to a a group of missionaries, and these missionaries are all serving in um, very remote and difficult areas. Some of them are experiencing persecution. Others are experiencing isolation. Um, I mean, these are true champions of the faith, taking the, the Great Commission seriously. And it was, a, it was an honor to speak to them. But one of the things that I was asked to speak to them about was um, really lifestyle, but how to stay healthy in the environments that they're serving in. And, you know, and this is a question that really, um, obviously, for, for, for missionaries, it's, it's very important. But really, for all of us as Christians, it's very important. And that's why we're going to examine our spirit, our soul, and our body and, and discuss um, how healthy are we. Um, I was able to share with these missionaries my own journey, um, you know, even being on the mission field for um, five years at one point and then for almost a year at another point. And um, living in another culture, in another, um, in a very different atmosphere, um, often uh, not with uh, people from your own country, we were immersed uh, when we were living in Brazil, we, we weren't living with other Americans. We were living with Brazilians. So we were completely immersed in the culture, the language, um, and everything. And so that's awesome. It's wonderful. There was some, you know, we just had so many, um, have so many great stories and great memories of that. And, you know, God really did a lot. But at the same time, there were periods when I struggled with depression. We both felt isolated and lonely and um, you know, so there were some things that you don't really think about because we're following God and we're trying to to follow God's call for our lives. So definitely something to think about. So I was able to share some of these things with the, with the, the missionaries that I was talking to. Now, we're going to jump right into that, but I want to let you know that this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, Peter and Paul and Acts. Now, Peter and Paul and Acts is a uh, really exciting book that delves into uh, the two most eminent apostles in the New Testament. Uh, the apostle Peter was the leader of the twelve, the unquestioned leader of the twelve. And he, um, at least in the first half of the book of Acts, he is the leader of the church in Jerusalem. And then he transitions to more of an evangel, excuse me, an evangelistic role and a missionary role, taking the gospel to uh, primarily, primarily to to the Jewish. Uh, people and uh, sharing the gospel and became the apostle to the Jews. But then, of course, a Paul comes along and has the most dramatic conversion in history, and he becomes the apostle to the Gentiles. And so the second half of the book of Acts is devoted to him. So this is a, a, a powerful book. It's, a, it's a, in some ways a scholarly book, but at the same time, 
It's the kind of book that's going to help us all to understand uh, the type of ministry that Peter and Paul both had, how they did what they did, how they planted churches, how they led, and how both of these men uh, were responsible for taking the gospel uh, really throughout the entire Roman Empire. Uh, Peter, even though he was uh, initially the apostle to, to the Jews, uh, he was a guy who was, you know, the Roman Catholics credit him with being the first pope. I don't necessarily agree with that, but uh, history and tradition tells us he eventually was living and serving in Rome, not just ministering to to Jewish Christians, but to the Gentile Christians as well. So, uh, you know, the apostles Paul and Peter really um, had a tremendous impact on, on on taking the message of the empire, of the gospel throughout the Roman Empire, and we are. Uh, grateful to them for doing that. So check out Peter and Paul and Acts. There'll be a link in the show notes. Well, all right, we are back and we're talking about spirit, soul, and body. How healthy are you? Uh, the Apostle Paul, we just referred to him uh, when I mentioned the book. Um, but in 1 Thessalonians 5, Paul says this, now may the Lord of peace, or may the God of peace himself, sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, he will surely do it. And we're going to look at each of these things. We'll probably take a couple of episodes to do it. We're going to start off talking about our spirit, what our spirit is, and then we'll deal next week with our soul, and we'll talk about the body as well. Now, what is our spirit? Now, let me just say up front, uh, some theologians teach the dichotomy of man. And, and what I mean by dichotomy is they say that we're a, a soul and a body, or a spirit and a body. And they say that spirit and soul are interchangeable. Many other theologians would teach the trichotomy, and that's that's what we're going to be talking about here, that um, uh, we're a spirit uh, we have a soul, and we live in a body. And so this is where what my background is. There's a, you know, you can really take the New Testament and, and, and find, find the basis for this in several places. But this verse in 1 Thessalonians is probably the best. Um, you also see, uh, see reference to this in Hebrews 4 and in other places as well. But, um, you, you know, as a, as a theologian myself, what, what, what I believe, you know, based on the best understanding of Scripture is that we are a spirit being, we have a soul, and we live in a body, or it's housed in our body. So let's kind of break this down. What is our spirit? What is our spirit made up of? And there's some, um, it, mo most theologians would actually say the soul is a much easier thing to identify, but what is our spirit? Well, our spirit is made up of our conscience. It's the part of us that feels guilty. It's the part of us that um, feels that, that, that pride when we've done something wrong. So our conscience is housed there. Some would say that our intellect is housed in our spirit. I'm not so sure I agree with that. But the, but the other thing with our spirit, and I think this is really the, the key area that we need to kind of hone in on, is our spirit is that part of us that's eternal. Our spirit is that part of us that is the most like God. You remember in Genesis, God said, let's make man in our image. Well, that's fascinating because 
God is a spirit being. God doesn't have a physical body. Of course, Jesus did, but um, he said, let us make man in our image. And so uh, I think the fact that, that, that he created us with a spirit or as a spirit being is the way that we connect to God. It says in Proverbs that the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. And so what I think Proverbs is saying here is that the spirit of man says the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, that, that the Holy Spirit speaks to our spirit and guides and directs us if we're a Christian. Now, of course, the, the, the question comes, well, what about for somebody who's not a Christian? Most theologians would actually say that, that our spirits are dead, separated from Christ. We really don't have that connection with God. We don't have that ability to hear His voice. Um, you know, of course, when the Holy Spirit brings conviction and is, is drawing us to Christ for that moment of salvation, um, and, and at that moment our spirit is awakened. But um, for those of us that are believers, we, we know those moments where we've heard the Holy Spirit, we've felt the Holy Spirit, um, either as a nudge, a gentle nudge, or as we're reading His Word, or as we're worshiping, or as we're praying. We've sensed those moments where we've We've heard God's voice and we felt God speak to us. Now, I want to talk about now, because remember, that's what we're doing here, is we're talking about how do we keep our spirit, soul, and body healthy. Well, well, how do we keep our spirit healthy? How do we keep our spirit healthy? Um, in Proverbs, again, it says, uh, the writer of Proverbs says in chapter 4, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Now, heart and spirit are, are, are usually synonymous uh, in the Bible. And so I want to talk about how do we guard our hearts. Um, this is a very powerful verse in Proverbs. Guard your heart. How do we guard our hearts? How do we protect our hearts? And what do we guard our hearts from? You know, I think there's, there's four things that we have to guard our hearts from to keep our, our hearts or our spirits healthy. And as I was sharing with these missionaries, I was uh, recently I was sharing that, that, you know, these four things are things that usually derail us in our personal lives and our ministry. These four things that, that I'm going to share with you that we need to guard our hearts from are things that will uh, really uh, cause us to miss uh, the vision that God has for our life. It will cause us to get off track for where we're supposed to be going. Uh, it can damage our relationships. Obviously, it damages our relationship with God. They can damage um, our, our marriage relationship and our relationships with others. So these four things are very important, and we have to guard our hearts against them to protect ourselves. The first one is offense. We could also throw into that one uh, unforgiveness or resentment. You know, there's there's something about holding an offense or being resentful towards somebody, not forgiving somebody that causes us to have a bitter spirit. It poisons our spirit, and it really uh, eventually will end up destroying us. Somebody says that, uh, I believe it's Pastor Chris Hodges says that um, uh, unforgiveness, holding an offense, is like, uh, me drinking poison and hoping that you die. It just doesn't work that way. And so we've got to guard our hearts against offense. Uh, John Bevere uh, wrote a book called The Bait of Satan. 
and it was about offense and unforgiveness. And what is bait? It's it's that little piece of meat that you put in the bear trap to try and catch the bear. Um, and, and, and that's what happens because that offense, it just seems like we deserve to be offended. We deserve to hold unforgiveness because somebody has wronged us. But it's really the bait that Satan uses to hold us in, in bondage. So we've got to be able to forgive quickly. And remember, forgiveness is not um, uh, downplaying what's happened to us, but it's letting the person go and, and, and releasing them in the same grace that God's given us. You know, Jesus said during the prayer that he taught us to pray, he said, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Wow. If we want to experience God's forgiveness, we have to be forgiving ourselves. So the first thing we have to do to guard our heart, to protect our spirit, to keep our spirits healthy, is protect ourselves against offense. The second thing, number two, unbelief. Unbelief. Faith is the currency of the kingdom. You know, in society, you'll hear, you know, listen, sincerity is really important. You know, it's okay. It doesn't really matter what you believe as long as you're sincere. Well, that's that's complete hogwash. It's it's that's garbage. It's it's not true. Um, sincerity doesn't draw us to God. It's faith. The writer of the Hebrews said, "Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who diligently seek him." Faith is the currency of the kingdom, and we have to protect ourselves against unbelief. Um, living on the mission field, I understood this. Because, you know, you're worrying about finance. You're worried about the success of your ministry. You're worried about your family back home. You're worried about your business affairs back home. You're, you're, there's so many things that you're, you can be concerned about and worried about. And it's very easy to let unbelief take get a foothold in our lives and get a foothold in our hearts. And so we have to guard against unbelief. How do we do that? We cultivate a faith-filled, positive spirit. We don't let those seeds of unbelief, those seeds of doubt take place in our in our hearts or spirits and minds because they're going to come. But what do we do? We fight them with God's Word. We, we give the confession of faith. And even when things aren't going good, we still stand in faith trusting God. We don't trust in our circumstances. We trust in the goodness and the character of God. Number three, the third thing we have to guard our hearts against, deception. Deception. You say, wait a minute, we're talking about, you know, pastors, leaders, Christians here. Listen, we can all be deceived if we're not careful. Nobody has perfect theology, and we have to guard ourselves against deception. And the way we do that is we constantly feed our spirit with the truth. We stay hungry for the truth. We're not listening to every... Uh, new doctrine that comes along. Uh, I was recently sent something by by a pastor from another country, and it was a a video about the end times, and and I watched it, and it was just it was just terrible. It was there was actually some error in it. It was just false, and it it wasn't my my friend preaching, but it was just something that he had seen and thought it was good and passed it along, and and I, and I kind of pointed out two or three errors to him, and he says, "Oh, I didn't even notice that." But we can easily, if we're not careful, just uh, take that new wind of doctrine. We can just easily, if we're not careful, um, let let some new uh, theology come in. And we just have to constantly fill ourselves with the truth. 
Jesus said, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. Well, the truth will also keep you free, but we have to uh, continue to fill ourselves with it. That's why as Christians, and what I told the, the missionaries that I was sharing with, you know, you may be preaching and teaching regularly, but that doesn't mean that you still don't have your own personal devotions with God. Of course, you're studying the Bible and doing message prep and getting ready to teach and preach and all that stuff. But we, when I get into the Bible in the mornings, I'm getting into the Bible to, to find God, to seek God, to hear from God. Um, you know, yeah, message preparation is important. I want to, you know, get into God's Word and use God's Word to prepare a message. But really, the first thing that I'm reading and studying God's Word for is to get closer to Him and to fill myself from the, with the truth. And then number four is we need to guard our hearts. We need to protect our spirits from improper relationships. Um, of course, we automatically think of uh, improper relationships with the opposite sex, but these are any kind of improper relationships. Um, we could also say toxic relationships. Uh, even on the mission field, you're going to have those people that are that are bad influences. Uh, I had some of those on the mission field, and I had to kind of limit the amount of time that that and, and and the amount of energy that I wanted to invest in them. Um, and so you just have to, to, to know that there's some relationships that are just improper. Obviously, the uh, opposite sex relationships that could uh, you know, cause us to stumble, we, we, we definitely want to avoid those. We don't want to give any, um, any foothold to the enemy by um, cultivating some type of emotional relationship with somebody of the opposite sex. But, but like I said, these can be any type of relationship that pulls us away from God or that poisons our spirit. You know, there are just people that if you let them, they will poison your spirit. And there is nothing in the Bible that says you've got to, uh, you know, give yourself, give your time to them to, to allow your spirit to be poisoned. So just a quick recap on guarding our hearts, things that, that, that we, we want to uh, protect ourselves from to keep our spirit healthy. Um, we want to guard against offense, unbelief, deception, and improper relationships. And then real quick, we'll wrap up with this today. Um, we've talked about how to protect our spirit. We've talked about how to, uh, to guard our spirit against the bad things. But you know, really, for, for something to grow, it has to be fed. And our spirit, really, um, for it to grow, for us to grow spiritually, for us to, to grow in God, we have to feed our spirit. And going to church once a week is not enough to do that. You know, nobody eat, just likes to eat once a week. At least I don't. Um, you know, we want to eat several times a day. Well, I want to feed my spirit daily as well. Obviously, God's Word. We mentioned that. Reading, studying, meditating. Um, really... Uh, not just checking it off a list, not just you know being able to check off the list, hey, I read God's Word, but getting into God's Word and letting it read us, letting the Holy Spirit take it and apply it and uh, put it into us. Jesus said in, in John 15, 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you want and it'll be done for you. So important that we uh, feed our spirits with God's Word. Number two, pray. We really want to feed our spirit with prayer. 
And, and this is a different type of prayer. I'm not talking about asking for things. There's a place for that. God's got no problem with us asking for things. But there's a type of prayer when we learn to just sit in God's presence, maybe put on some instrumental music, some worship music, and just get quiet in His presence. Just begin to worship. Um, tell Him how much you're, you love Him. Tell Him how much you appreciate Him. Thank Him. Just spend time in prayer, not asking Him for anything. Just thanking Him. And then another type of prayer is, is praying for things, but not for us. Praying for other people, intercession. Um, praying for family and friends that don't know Christ. If we're working on the mission field, praying for our specific nation or, or the area that we're working in. Praying for those that we're working with. Um, whatever those needs are. You know, Paul commands us to pray for our leaders. We need to be praying for our leaders regularly. And then, of course, praying for ourselves and the things that, that uh, you know, we want to bring before God as well. And then the last thing on feeding our spirit, fellowship. You know, as I said, we, we were isolated on the mission field, not as much as some of the missionaries I was talking to recently, but we were isolated. We were in a city. We were, there were no other Americans that we hung out with regularly. But, you know, these were Christians, and these were brothers and sisters, and we built some quality relationships with the church that we were a part of. And so we spent time, you know, we were in church. We were hanging out with Christians outside of church. We were uh, doing everything we could to cultivate these relationships because rich relationships feed our spirit. Hanging out with other Christians, your brothers, your sisters, that are going in the same direction that you are, will feed our spirit, and it will help keep our spirit healthy. So, we talked today about our spirit, our soul, and our body, just kind of introducing it. Um, we talked a little bit today about what our spirit is, and then we talked about how to guard our hearts, how to guard our spirits, and then how to feed it. Next time, we're going to jump in and we're going to start talking about our soul. Um, this, is, this is one I think that you're going to find intriguing. So definitely make sure you get back with with me next week, and we'll be talking about how to keep our soul healthy. Well, I'd love to hear from you. Go to davidspell.com. Leave me a question or comment in the comment section for today's post. While you're there, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter. I'd love to stay in touch with you. And until next time, this is David Spell encouraging you to keep your spirit healthy.